When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Chris Canty in for Key today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And guys, we are joined now by Coach. I think it's I, I think it's fair to say friend of the show, Tom Izzo. Right? I can say that, Coach. Right? Yeah, you can say it. Now that uh, Keyshawn's gone, I think he was mad at me because we beat USC. So I was afraid you guys wouldn't have me on no more. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan <laughs> State head coach Tom Izzo, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no, Tom. Trust me, we're going to have you on all the time now, just because I want you to start off every segment with saying that your team beat Key's team. Please, we're, we're that petty on our show. <laughs> Uh, I know you guys probably, uh, I'm sure you razz each other a lot, but uh, what a crazy Final Four, huh, guys? What, what do you think about the Final Four this year? Like, who do you like? You know, I've liked uh, UConn for a long time. Uh, they were in the uh, uh, tournament we were in, at the Nike tournament out in Portland, and I didn't play against them, but I saw them. We played them last year. I think Danny's done an unbelievable job. I think they bring a little bit of everything. They're a very tough team. That usually wins. They're good defensively. They've got size. They've got guard play. And they've got offense. And they've got enough subs. So I think they are. You know, I've been impressed that Miami has done what they've done. Guards win. And they've got good guards. And I'm I'm confused on the other two. Uh, you know, we were in the same region with uh, Florida Atlantic. And he's done an incredible job. And, and of course, uh, San Diego State, uh, you know, has been – they might be the toughest, most physical team. And I'd say in general, man, it's its like old times, uh, if you ask me, where uh, some of these games have been a football game on hardwood. You know, I think it's been the most physical uh, that I've seen it in years. You know, we cut back where it was – where you could barely touch a guy and there was a foul, and now it's arm-to-arm combat at times, it seems, anyway, from afar. Tom, you know, last year at the Final Four, you had so many blue bloods. It was easy for the casual fan to recognize, oh, hey, uh, North Carolina, even though there's a different coach, that's Hubert Davis instead of Roy Williams. Okay, Coach K, Bill Self, Jay Wright, Villanova, Kansas, these teams. This year it feels more chaotic, which I like as a, as a, as a basketball fan. But when you watch the women's tournament, you're like, Dawn Staley. Boston, Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah Boston, excuse me. You got, you know, Caitlin Clark. You have brand names. And you're seeing all these metrics about, hey, when Iowa played Louisville, you know, that game ranked higher than any NBA game this year. Does it feel like the the brand names are more identifiable in the women's game, in the women's Final Four more so than the men's Final Four this year? Well, I think this year for sure they are. And, you know, and, and maybe – I don't know if Iowa and they're in our league, and I pull for them. I mean, as his brand and name, you know, we're still missing Gino and some of those guys. But 
I think they've got maybe the greatest player, one of the great players, one that's fun to watch because she can pass it, shoot it, rebound it, and uh, do some things that way. But there's no question that uh, the brand names, I mean, when when your highest seed is a four seed, um, you know, I've been in this tournament in Minnesota that one year in 2001, if you remember back, and it was three ones and a two, you know, and uh, those ones were out early. The twos were out early. The threes were out a little later. And uh, I think UConn's the lone four, aren't they? I've, I've never seen anything like this in, in my era. So, uh, you know, is it good? Um, I think I've said there I was good the first weekend. And yet, uh, I don't know. We'll see what TV does. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the rankings are of uh, or the ratings, um, whether it's good or bad. I, personally, I don't like it because we're not there. But I, I think uh, it's been a strange year when you think of Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, and Kansas, nowhere near anywhere. That's, uh, that's definitely a strange year. Coach, it's interesting that you brought up the TV ratings because that's obviously the impetus for tournament expansion. And this year, we didn't see any number one seeds in the Elite Eight first time in NCAA tournament history. So my question to you would be, is this year's tournament uh, and the results of it validity for the argument for expanding the NCAA field from 68 teams to 90? You know, I hate to say it because – you know, I had a time when I wished they'd expand it to 200, you know, because we weren't very good early in my career. But um, as, as Jay Will would probably agree, you know, you, you still want the best teams in it. And uh, there is something um, when you don't have everybody in it that you're working for something. I think the problem is how do you pick these teams and how do you rank them and how do you rank these conferences? And, uh, you know, I'm not uh, – big on some of the analytics. I, I don't like some of the ways they're they're doing it because I I just don't believe that if we beat somebody by twenty it should be more worth more than by ten. If you guys remember back in football ten years ago, um everybody was beating people, you know, Alabama eighty to twenty and they took that analytic part of it out of it because it just wasn't good. I mean there's games we're up twenty I I'll play my subs. Uh, this year there weren't many of those, but but I mean normal years you're up twenty, you play your subs because you want it. And all of a sudden you win by eight. Why should that hurt you? You know. So I don't like some of the metrics and this and that, but I don't have any good answers. So I think I'm just going to try to win enough games to make sure I get in. And I think what happened to us this year in the Big Ten is uh, you know we beat each other up, and now we're all seven, eight, and nine seeds, which means you're playing one and twos and. Usually that's a way to get doomed in the first weekend. So interesting. I don't know if I want it to go to 90 or not. I'm all for getting more teams in in a way. But there's something about this tournament that I hope we don't lose, and that's the the excitement of it and doesn't get watered down. 2000 national champion Tom Izzo, Hall of Famer, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, Tom – I'm going to throw you a pitch. It's a lob right in the middle of the plate. You ready? Here it comes. And I want you, I want you to knock it out and respond. The biggest thing happening, I think, right now that nobody's talking about in college basketball is the NCAA and compliance officers have made it clear that two-time transfers are going to have a very hard time earning immediate eligibility. Uh, 
this is going to obviously affect many programs in their approach to the portal combat is what we're calling it, right? Portal combat. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts about that statement, Tom? Well, you know, Jay, I, you know, I, I'm not for it. Um, I'm not for anything. Uh, you know, I just think we're hurting uh, decisions that kids make. I mean, we got, what, 1,200 by, by Tuesday, we'll have 1,500. And then we're going to get a second wave of kids in the portal because when all those kids pick a school, so if if you're at Duke and I I pick Duke, well I wouldn't pick if if, <laughs> if you're picking Michigan State and I'm I'm not as good as you, but if I was a player, you know, all of a sudden you say, well, God, he's coming here, then I'm leaving. So now you're going to get a second wave of transfers, and and kids are going to go places that. You know, maybe it's a little bit for the money. Maybe it's because they're worried about beating somebody else out. I mean, we all had to beat people out, whether it was me in Division Two or you, and and I think we're we're losing that. Where's the competitive edge? So, I, I and plus, I don't have a lot of faith in the NCA. Uh, this waiver thing, if you got a hangnail, you get a waiver, and uh, I just don't be- believe in that because I think somebody, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's uh, agents, whether it's people, they're just going to come up with a different reason why, you know, mental health is a big, as a big reason. Um, I just don't see why sitting out is such a bad thing because 90% of the kids that are sitting out aren't pros anyway, or they'd go pro. Yeah, Tom, I'm all like, look, this whole revolving door where each and every year and Tom, you and I know where it is. You know, assistant coaches, right. coaches recruiting other kids while they're on oh, teams, no and question, how you have to play this no game, question. and the, the lack of accountability. Like sometimes, what happened to the days of just? And I'm not saying that there can't be you know circumstantial situations that allow a kid to transfer. Sure. If there are circumstances, sure. right, that are you know sure. real things happening, but you know people are just taking advantage of the system, and I don't want to see a revolving door. I don't want to see that in college basketball. Well, I think that. Yeah, I think. The revolving door ends up hurting the player. I mean, listen, if tomorrow I lose nine guys, I'm going to go out and get nine guys. I'm going to coach them. I might not win quite as big or this and that, but I'm not going to dissolve. <clears throat> I think right now, uh, I, I've said it to you, I've said it to a lot of people, I, I still think the kids are losing out. I think every – I mean, it's evident when there's two, 300 kids last year that didn't even find a home. They didn't even get a place. They didn't get a scholarship. I mean – we're not looking at the unintended consequences. And is it good for college basketball? It's good for parity, I guess. But, uh, you know, as we learn in pro football, is parity is everybody, uh, since I'm a big fan, you know, is it as good to have everybody nine and seven or whatever it's going to be now? Or, you know, I, I don't know, but I'm more worried about is this sustainable? You know, I'm having meetings. You know what I'm doing now? I'm having meetings on NIL stuff. I don't mean with players. I'm trying to have meetings with donors and what's right and what's wrong. How sustainable is some of these million-dollar quarterbacks? You know, um, pretty soon uh, Tom Brady will go back to college. He'll make more money than he's going to make in in pro ball. You know, is that sustainable? Is it realistic? And I worry it's going to hurt the sport. Tom Izzo, Michigan State head coach, friend of the show. Friend of the show. We've established it. Particularly when he is on, you're saying, Jay. Right? Yes, because they beat USC. In the <laughs> coach, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Hey, as always, thanks, coach. thanks, Tom. Chris Canty. I want in you for guys. You guys take care. Do a good job, and I'll talk to you somewhere. <laughs> yes, no, sir. Man. Talk we'll soon. Talk soon. 
Um, by the way, I think Caitlin Clark will be in the zone. Really go out on a limb there, Kellerman. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Chris Canty in for Key today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So KD spoke about his legacy, and I have a new thought about it. Oh. I was reading the quote carefully. A new thought. A new Here thought. Here we go. Here so, we go. So what happens? I, this will now become the dominant theme of this entire uh, 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 news cycle uh, of thinking about this. Enough said. KJM, ESPN Radio. <laughs> Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> I was trying to sneak into the shot, and I didn't want to get in Harry's individual shot. Looks like you're doing green screen, and you're supposed <laughs> die hard seven. You know, people, they yell at you. Don't be in a shot. You're in Max's single shot. You're in Harry's single shot. Plus, you're get wearing all black and stuff. Yeah. You look like a special yeah. ops. Hey, Max, I would use a, a John Wick reference, but I'm pretty sure the guys back in the studio wouldn't get it. So. <laughs> well, how's the new one? Which John Wick? One, two, or three? I haven't seen Either, three any, any one of them. He wears black in all of them. All so, of them I mean, you know what I yeah, love about Reeves. The first time I saw the, the first John Wick, it was like, this is genius because – you just need the thinnest excuse for all the violence from the hero, right? It's all so, like, want. Taken, they take, you know, like, that's, like, high state. Take his daughter, right? Every guy relates to that. Where it's always, like, something, you know, the, the, the good farmer who stopped being a warrior, he just wants to live his life, and then they do something to his family. But in John Wick, it was like they hurt his dog. <laughs> like, let's see the thinnest excuse we can find <laughs> for this dude just to create mayhem. Max, they did beat the hell out of him, too, yeah. and steal his car. Dude, yeah, they, the main oh, thing is, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. come on, the main <laughs> thing was, let's what, not let fat, let's not let fat get the way of a good story, they, though. That's that, that is the story off, of Max Kellerman this morning. What set him off is that they touched <laughs> his dog. Let's face it, that was the excuse for a billion dollars in property damage. I brought my dog into the show, Denzel Washington. That's my that's my sidekick, man. Denzel, Denzel, your she dog is named Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington, full name. We don't call him Denzel. All my kids too. Amelia, four years old. Zane, two years old. It's Denzel Washington. Come here. That's right. Full name. Full name. Denzel Washington. So what was the movie 
that was the motivation training behind your dog training day. Yeah, yeah, training day. So Lonzo, okay, yeah. Yeah. Lonzo, training, where he got training. an Oscar. Yeah. Okay. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. I want to get an all white dog and then name him Hawk, too. But we I, are I presented by Hawk. Progressive Insurance. <laughs> or Ethan, you know, yeah. Put him Chris together. Canty, as you, you can hear in for Key today. So KD spoke about his legacy. He said that he's not concerned about his legacy anymore. He just wants to go out and produce. But what occurs to me is if you, w- it's different jobs for different people, like fans, media, even other players sometimes when they're observing it, they can think about the big picture and where your production eventually places you. It may not, you know, KD, when he says, I want to go out and produce, maybe focusing, you could look at it on exactly the right thing. In other words, you do your best, and then the chips fall where they may, and that is your legacy. But, but the way it sounds when I first – I understand that. But when upon first hearing it, it sounds to me, it sounded to me like he's making excuses in case it doesn't work out this year. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. George in Boston. I'm just Hello. What's up, George? (laughs) Nothing much. Yourself? Just hanging in there, baby. What you got? Well, I'm, I'm calling about the KD situation. First of all, if you people as sport writers thought about what KD is and what he's done in the past and the future, you'd realize that when he was with the Warriors, if he cared about his legacy, he would have stayed there. They'd probably have a couple more rings, and by the time he got through, he'd probably be behind Bill Russell, and he'd probably wind up being one of the best players to ever play the game. But he left there. He gave that opportunity up to go to a different team because of a problem with, a, I guess, a guy by the name of uh, Green, number 23, who by now shouldn't even be in basketball. All right? Dude's coach Kevin Durant, in my opinion, has more talent in one finger than LeBron James has in his whole body. You guys just don't think, you don't understand, you don't realize. These guys don't play for the love of the game. They play for the love of the money. Durant plays for the love of the game. Shame on you and your show. All right. Well, that dude is uh, coached at some high school at least for a while. Guys, here's the thing about KD leaving. I know a lot of people say he should have just stayed there. I admire the fact that he left because what he was, what it was to me was like, yeah, look, you like, I can't do it without joining this team. Watch this. There's risk involved. It may not work out, but that's why the reward is high too. He took a shot. It didn't work out in Brooklyn. We'll see if it works out in Phoenix. But I don't think him staying in Golden State would have been a better legacy move. I thought the legacy move was actually to go strike out and do it on his own without Golden State, outside of Golden State. I think that goes back to the point that KD was trying to make by stating that I allow people to derail me of the opportunity of maybe staying in Golden State because mm-hmm. I needed to do more for my individual legacy. Whereas, and I agree with the aspect of what the caller said, and that's what I said originally. If you didn't care about what everybody else thought, if you said, I give zero blanks about what y'all think, and if it is just about basketball, it's the same reason that LeBron, to a degree, went to Miami. Like, you, I've heard people close to them talk about this. Like, oh, I'm part of a first-class organization? 
I'm yep. part of a style of basketball in which we have continuity offensively. I would listen to Kevin Durant talk about how brilliant the schemes were because of the style of basketball in which they played. But if he had stayed there, man, if he had, we would have been talking about Steph Curry and Kevin Durant being the greatest duo ever to play the game of basketball. Maybe some people would have been saying, well, you know, he joined his team, but eventually if they had won six, seven, eight chips <laughs> in 20 years, it would be like, yo, they won seven, eight chips. The details fade in yeah, what people yeah, remember yes, the chips. Jay, cosign retweet on everything you just said, but I want to circle back to something that Max said because he wanted to give KD credit for leaving Golden State and going to Brooklyn. So, Max, you're looking at KD's decision in the four years that he spent in Brooklyn as something that enhanced his legacy? No, the risk, there was a risk involved, of course. That's why, had he in success, he would have surely enhanced his legacy. He took so, a risk. I'm so, leaving so, a made situation where I know we rain terror on the league from now on, right? I'm leaving that because the truth of the matter is it's not the same as just winning anywhere when you join a 73-win juggernaut's already chipped up. When you join a team Yeah, but they didn't MVP, win a chip in the 70, when they won 73 games. I know, that but they the came point. within a play, Chris, and they won the year before. But the, the point is he, was, he recognized that. The world did, whether you guys want to admit it or not. So when he struck out on his own – there was upside there. But when you roll the dice, it doesn't, you know, like you, there's upside, there's downside too. He experienced the downside. It didn't work out. That so doesn't you mean, use that, you use the four years against him. I don't use it for him or against him. It okay, so it's a, net, it's a net neutral? Yeah, it didn't really nah, enhance things. Look, he was coming if, off if an if Achilles. If it is for you, you're in the minority. Because I think a lot of people look at Kevin Durant's career and the years in Brooklyn took some of the shine off. Okay, okay, I, okay, think, I know, I, okay. I, yes, if you mean, ultimately, because we all just take for granted the fact that KD is being compared to, say, LeBron. KD's not being compared to, to some all-star. He's being compared to the greatest players ever. Yeah. So, yes, in that comparison, what happened in Brooklyn hurt didn't help because, oh, look, LeBron went here. He won a championship. He went here. He won a championship. He went there. He won a championship. KD tried it. It didn't work. Yes, in a comparison to LeBron, it hurts. 888-SAY-ESPN. Ian in New Jersey. You're on KJM. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Good morning, Ian. All right. Uh, first of all, I'd say if anybody were to hurt my puppies, they'd make four movies out of me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Wick. Uh, right. uh, second, I think the answer to it, are we buying that Kevin Durant doesn't care about his legacy is absolutely yes. And the reason is, is a couple things. One, I think you nailed it, Max, when you said when he went to Brooklyn, if he were to win a couple chips in Brooklyn, he becomes on that echelon of all times, right? He went to Brooklyn, and it, and it failed, and that's fine. But that's where the legacy was solidified because now we know what Kevin Durant, of his complete body of work, needs to win and what his resume is going to look like. And the second piece no, is, don't. There's what does KD have to do? To... Still. There's a lot of, let, let there's a lot of road let ahead. Him let him finish. Go ahead, Ian. Well, sure. Sure, there, and there certainly is. And so that's what my next point was going to be, was your other question is, what does he have to do to crack the top five, right? That's right. Uh, the reason I don't think he cares about his legacy is if he were to retire today, he's probably feeling pretty good about it. Oh. But what's he going to have to do? Does time plus health equal him being able to win three more chips, score 10,000 more points. So he's not crawling up all these lists anymore. It's going to take a lot of work for him to jump 
or move. I just I, I hear what you're saying. I think you've identified the issues correctly. I disagree with your conclusion, and we could talk more about it. By the way, what does one Hall of Famer think of all the new Major League Baseball rules? This is Keyshawn J. Willemax, Chris Canty, sitting in for Key today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we are talking to one of the best shortstops I've ever seen coming up in a matter of moments. Listen to Keyshawn J. Willemax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by one of the greatest baseball players you will ever see. Hall of Famer Barry Larkin. What's going on, Barry? Hey, what's happening, guys? How you doing? Great. You know, I was just looking up your numbers right before you came in, and, I met, and people asked a lot of this recently. I've been asked the question, of any athlete who you could have taken injuries out of their career, and so people immediately go to guys like Grant Hill or guys whose careers were really cut short, or Eric Davis, someone like that, your teammate. But damn, Barry, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, an MVP. You were an all-star every year. You used to win the gold glove, the whole thing. And I, the answer might be you because, in, because you did all that, but you were hurt like every year and you still did all that. Does that do you ever think about that in your own career? Like, man, what if I could have played like 150 games a year or something like that? I do. I do. But that just wasn't in the cards, man. You know, so I'm very happy where where it ended up. You know, I played when I could. Unfortunately, injury is just part of the game. And uh, but the important thing was that I was able to get back out there. So, yeah, for sure. you know, I, I talk to players. It's a it's a it's a huge mental part of the game. You know, a part of the games that guys really struggle with and. Unfortunately, I had a lot of uh, experience with that, so I'm able to counsel a lot of guys on the frustrations of dealing with injury and getting back in the rehab process. Hey, Chris, for those Barry, of- opening day is always one of those exciting points on the calendar that every sports fan looks forward to, and even more so this year because everybody wants to see how the new innovations that baseball is implementing plays out, of course, eliminating the shift and the pitch clock. What did you make of what you saw on opening day? I'm going to tell you, overall, I love the pace of the game. Um, 
you know, obviously, well, opening day, we had quite a few uh, walks in our game with the Pirates. Uh, ended up losing that game, game five to four. But in the game, I think was close to maybe a little bit over three hours. But during the game, you could see the the pace. And in spring training, the pace of the game was was very nice. Uh, we had a couple of sub two hour games in spring training. Now, you know, still spring training, but I think overall we saw a much more athletic game. Um, I think we saw definitely more aggressiveness on the base paths. And uh, so, I, you know, I think all of those things that Rob Manfred has done to make the game a little more palatable uh, for a younger audience, I think it's well on its way. Barry Larkin, and for those like Chris, for those like <laughs> Barry Larkin kids did everything. Ran, hit for, by the middle of his year career, hit for power, played defense, the whole thing. And that's the kind of baseball you talk about for younger generation, right, what they want to see. And Chris Canty was talking about it earlier. You want to see action. Three true outcomes, home run, strikeout, walk, right? It's not a lot of action, actually. That's just between the pitcher and the batter. But you played the brand of baseball that if you came up in the 70s or 80s watching baseball, even though you played, you know, into the 90s and everything, that's the kind of baseball that you really love and these bigger bases and everything bring more of the old school game back. Is it, do you, like, it's almost, it's weird because you're going forward and making changes into the future, but for me it was a little nostalgic watching it, right? Guys stealing bases, all this kind of stuff. How did you feel watching it along those lines? Yeah, like I said, I you know, I, I feel like it's the attempt is to make the game a little more exciting. And if that's that's the attempt, I think we've seen it in spring training and I think we saw it on opening day. The game is definitely more exciting. You know, there's always going to be some hiccups here and there. Yesterday we had I think two pitch violations. And the two pitch violations uh ended up I think both pitchers were up or yeah, up 0-2, and both pitch violations led to maybe a full count and a home run. Mm. So, you know, I don't know if it was somewhat disruptive mentally to the pitchers. Um, I know our pitcher, Hunter Green, after the ball was called, on, he was 0-2, I know he made a pretty good pitch, but then he ended up giving up a home run to O'Neill Cruz on a fastball. It was 101 miles an hour, but still he hit it out the ballpark. So, you know, it is a little nostalgic. Um, it, it is a little bit different. Like and I think the idea is to try to, yeah, yeah. The idea is to try to get the game a little faster paced. Uh, you know, the game has obviously made some shifts uh, during the different times. Uh, you, you, I think the player is different and they train differently because of the metrics in the game and what they think is valuable and trying to get the ball in the air and trying to, improve their slugging percentage and hit more home runs. Um, you know, there used to be the thought of not really playing small ball. We saw a couple of bun attempts yesterday, stolen bases. So like I said, I, I think the idea is to try to make the game a little more exciting for the fans. And I, I think we're on our way. Barry, I'm a huge Yankees fan. No disrespect to your Reds or any of the other teams out there in Major League Baseball, but I'm concerned about this team being able to close the gap on the Houston Astros in the American League. Uh, Brian Cashman went out this offseason. He, he, he brought over Carlos Rodon. You're, you're starting to see, though, 
the injuries to the starting rotation and some questions in the bullpen could potentially be things that affect the Yankees season. My question to you is, is this lineup and Garrett Cole good enough to be able to survive those early injuries and questions in their bullpen uh, in the early going? I think in the early going, yes, because they have the ability to hit the ball at the ballpark. But I think what you see is later in the season, um, it's the teams that can manufacture runs. It's the teams that can put the ball in play. I think that's why the Houston Astros have been so successful, because they really value not striking out. They value putting the ball in play. Obviously, they value great pitching, which is what they've always had in both the starters and the bullpen. But I feel like the Yankees and the bugaboo or the, the issue with the, the Yankees, the thing that they struggled with is the fact that they hit so many home runs. A lot of times home runs are rally killers. And, uh, you know, you have to have next man up kind of mentality. So I think it's a long season. So injuries early in the season, I think always can, can you can deal with those. But the question is, like, when you get into the postseason, how are you going to consistently win? And I think you consistently win by putting pressure on the defense, by putting the ball in play and making things happen on the base pass, as well as with the good pitching. Hey, Barry, are you ready to tell the people of the world the truth about our sparring sessions we had in Hoboken, New Jersey? <laughs> Who gave you that business, Barry? You ready to tell <laughs> the people, Barry? What's up, Jay? What's up, baby? What's going so on, man? Dropping, you keep you, – you keep dropping your hands. Nothing changed, bro. Nothing changed at all. <laughs> Wait, real quick. I, I wanted to ask you, you know, for people who don't know, Miami's in the Final Four. Barry's son, Shane Larkin, yes. played for University of Miami. How's he doing? Real quick, Barry. He's, he, he's great. He's overseas, and they're playing, trying to trying to get into the playoffs. They won the EuroLeague Championship the last two years and going for a three-peat. It's never happened in the EuroLeague. Uh, and that's what they're buying for right now. But they're on the outside looking in. He had a couple of injuries this year, but he's doing well. Thanks for asking, Jay. All right, babe. I'm going to keep the hands up for you, okay? Just make sure. I got the world's best. There right you go. There training. you go. There you go. Good work. Hey, it was good Protect work, that chin, bro. <laughs> Barry and I got after a little bit. It was for, Those are the good days, though. Good days, Barry. Thank right. you, Barry that's Larkin, right. Major right. League Baseball Hall of Famer, one of the best you will ever ever have seen Barry Larkin ladies and gentlemen all right BL tune into baseball's opening weekend as the Rangers host the Phillies coverage of Sunday night baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN radio and the ESPN app and at 7 p.m. on ESPN now here's a question maybe the most important question of the day Ooh. does Mr. T have the greatest catchphrase of all time KJM Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. And it is time to play Take It or Shake It. Nuno, do you know how this works? Do you know what you're doing here? Uh, I think so. All right. So let's try this first. Mr. T has the greatest catchphrase of all time. Take it or shake it. Pretty good one. That's pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. I got to think of catchphrases, though. Like someone who's known for saying a thing, right? Shake it. Shake it. What's the best? I'm going to give you an offer you can't refuse. But that's not Marlon Brando's catchphrase. That's a line from The Godfather. Yeah, it's but, also it, not yeah but it's still iconic, It's though, an Max. iconic it's line. A, yeah, it, yeah, okay, yeah, if we're yeah, talking yeah. iconic Isn't movie it? lines, that's another subject. Oh, here we go, man. Yeah. All right. About so, me, so, about give me some give counters. Some examples. Give me some counters, Max. If you, I don't know. Like uh, Muhammad Ali used to say, I am the greatest. That was a catchphrase of his. Or you might still look at a sitcom character, and it was a recurring thing all the time. Uh, Arnold used to say, what you talking about, Willis? Right? That was a catchphrase. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I don't know. That, that might be it, by that the way. What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. talking about yeah. Willis? Those, those aren't as top of mind. I got a bunch of movies. Yeah, I don't know. You got to give, uh, give us multiple choice, Nuno. Uh, what about throw me the damn ball? Nah, oh, no, wait no, a minute. No. How did I forget close. that one? Nowhere close. Throw me the damn ball. It's pretty damn good. Uh, nowhere close. Nowhere no. close. No. Let's show, me the, show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the yeah, money. That was a catchphrase, at least of a character, right? Yeah. Show yeah. me the money. Listen, you say it's a catchphrase. That was a way to live by with my agent when I was playing. Exactly. <laughs> my agent called only, me. That was the I don't only phrase. Hear, I don't want to hear nothing. As a matter of fact, Max, I didn't want my agent to call me unless it had something to do with him showing me the money. I don't need you to check in with me. Show me the money. Back then, Love a video that. conference. Let me see the yeah, duffel bag. Yeah, way to live. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. A way to, that's words to don't live Don't start the conversation off with, like, how are you? Just like, hey, this is what they're willing to pay. Kevin that's it. That's all I need, dog. That's all I need. <laughs> Kevin How's my family doing? They'll be doing a lot better if we get this contract worked out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 guys. Look, look at me now. I'm the cap- Look at me. I'm the captain now, so I'm doing this right now. Well, then take control, Nuno. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, Kevin Durant should care about his legacy. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take, Take it. it. Of course Kevin Durant cares about his legacy. He should care about it when his career is over, and Kevin Durant can best define Kevin Durant's legacy by taking care of work. But in the interim, while he's balling, don't listen to what other people think or tell you about what you already know about yourself. Just be him. You are already him. Be him. Yeah, the more I think about what he said, the more I like it from this point of view. He's saying, I just got to go out and produce. While you're playing, you keep your head down and just be the best version of yourself. Your legacy is, are the events that transpire as a result of that. And then later, you're left with the legacy. I get it. If that's, if that's what he means, I get it. 
Yeah, I mean, cosign on everything that both of you guys are already saying. When you're as good as Kevin Durant is at a single thing, of course you care about how people perceive you. It matters to you. You can't get that good without it mattering to you. All right, next up. Almond Joys, Mounds, and Whoppers should never be purchased. Take it or shake it. Oh, shake I got to shake that. Shake that. Shake don't, that. Don't disparage shake the, 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 the Almond Joy in the Mounds. That's so disrespectful. Can we, shake can we, that. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Did anyone just hear how Nuno pronounced Almond? What did he say? How'd you say? Almond. Almond? Like Al Bundy or Almond? Isn't it Almond? I two, thought it was almond. Oh. You, actually, you just say almond. You don't even really have to pronounce the just L. Say just say the L. Oh, yeah, you don't really hear the L in there. Yeah, just say almond. Just say it really yeah, quickly, almond. and then nobody knows what you even said. Almond. Nuno, do you say Connecticut? Like, how do you pronounce the name of that state? It's Connecticut. Okay, good. Connecticut. He doesn't what? even know how to pronounce his own last name. <laughs> how do you say Nuno's last name? Teixeira. It's Texera. Texera? You don't See, pronounce like, your own yeah. last name right? <laughs> it's the European, the European way. You're European? Yes. It's the the Portuguese the correct Portuguese way is I six zero. Wow! All right, take it or shake it, guys. Six zero. Fresh I, last I just name. Completely stereotype Nuno. We're, we're not we're not standing for the disrespect toward Almond Joy and Almond Joy. I, I thought Nuno was I from agree, Narcos. Man, That's can, what I thought, but I'm apparently he's Mounds European. Fire. Way off. Says. Samsonite. You shouldn't judge a book by the cover, Jay. All right, the Celtics are the, be the best. First time. <laughs> the Celtics are the best team in the East. Take it or shake it. Shake, shake it. it. The Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the East. Now, look, does, does the best team always win the playoffs? You would hope so, but I, I, I think top to bottom, the additions of Jay Crowder, this team, he's been playing the best basketball. I'm going to say they're the best team. The Celtics best. are right there. Same with Seven Sixers. They got the best player. It was basically them or the Celtics, even if the Celtics had a little lead early on. Then they got a real good rotation piece in Jay Crowder, and they got the best player on either team. And they've been doing this largely without Middleton. Bucks. Yeah, I, listen, I, I don't think it's the Bucks. I, I, I don't think it's the Celtics either. I'm rolling with the Sixers. I know mm. it's not a popular opinion, but everybody tries to make the Eastern Conference as a top two to get out of that conference. Oh, a three. And they just disrespect the Philadelphia 76ers. So I'm going to shake it. I'm not buying them as the best team well, in the East. I agree. Well, it's a big three in the East. Well, if the seating continues to stay this way, we'll get a chance to see the Celtics and the Sixers in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah, so, by the way, yep. don't forget Tyrese Maxey. Like, Maxey. Balling. Who balling. He's so young to be as good as he is and gets overlooked so often. He's the sixth man of the year for you? Yep. He's a blur. I, I think Malcolm Brogdon is for me, but I, it's right Maxie's there. unbelievable. It's right there. Uh, Emmanuel, quickly, uh, take it or shake it is brought to you by Granger. Opening well, day is starts. What am I opening about? day is the best day in sports. Oh. Take it or shake it. What is the best shake day in sports? Best shake day it. in sports. Yes. Shake, shake it. What are you talking about? No way. Thanksgiving day. Thanksgiving day is the best day in sports. I'll give you another shake one for me. Thanksgiving day is the best day. You're both Thanks, out of your mind. Super Bowl. Shake it. No, Thanksgiving day. Thanksgiving day. Really? I mean, you got it's, the you got you got the family. You got the well. I love my family, so I don't know how people feel about. It. But you got family. You got all the good food, and you got three football games. Come on, man! And you got a long weekend. Well, it might in be the best it. day, period. Oh, but we're not the best oh, day in and sports. You got, and you got a long weekend in front of it. It's, the, it's a great day. It's, it's you a, might be right that it's no the better. best day of the year, but we're talking about the Listen, best day in sports. Christmas day. Sa- you got football and basketball, and basketball. games on right now, it's a good one. and it's Christmas. It's a good one. And you're with family. And you're celebrating Jesus. It's a good one. Come on. 
It's it's the first day of the NCAA tournament. It's the best day in sports. It's not a Which bad one, the, one either. The play-in play game? No, no. The first, no, the first day, day of the round of 64. No, that's more the first You're weekend. You're book in Vegas with your guys. You never yeah, hear you people know. talk about the first day. It's the first weekend. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's it's the true. weekend. That's right. It's, it's the, the first weekend. weekend. Jay's right. It's the whole weekend. Not the first yeah. day. All right. Last one. Jay doesn't know what the date is. Take it or shake it? Take that. Take I'll it. Take I'm shaking it now. He's got to know now. It's March 31st now, but apparently I thought it was April Fool's Day. April Fool or me. You fooled yourself. Before I even got fooled. Almond Joys. <laughs> for supplies and Joys. solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. So we just heard Chris Canty talking about the 76ers can't be overlooked. In fact, that's his pick as the best team in the East. I think mm. it's certainly one of the three, Ooh, right? CC, that's your pick coming out of the East? Saying, that's my pick coming out of the East. I'm buying into it, dog. Yeah. Okay. It's a I different team. I can see it. They're complete. right there. It's a Process different team. Completed. Defensively, Who that, that, that team is special, man. Mm-hmm. It's special. And they don't think Joel Embiid gets enough credit for his defensive awareness, his defensive prowess. I mean, sitting there watching that game against the Mavs, watching him hedge off of his guy and give help to Luka Doncic and those guys trying to post up, it, it's different, man. We are, talk- having- we are talking about the Mavs, right? He's also having one of the great scoring seasons of all time. When you look at the number of points he scored versus the number of games he's played in, you know, like it's not just every guy who leads the league in scoring is built equal, right? By how much are you leading the league? How many points have you scored in how many games? Like he's having an all-time great season that way. Should the Bucs be concerned about the Celtics and the Sixers? KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.